Welcome to 365 Christian Men, where every day we aim to inspire and encourage with real-life stories about men. November 5th, John G. Patton. Two weeks after John married his wife Mary, the young couple headed for the mission field, an island full of people who carried spears, wore only paint, and sometimes dined on their fellow islanders. On this date, in 1858, John arrived on Tana, a New Hebrides island. Some months later, John and Mary had a son. Within another month, mother and baby were both dead. For four years, John lived and worked among the natives, who hated him, except for one old chief. While John was building his house, he needed some nails and some small tools. So he found a flat chip of wood, scribbled some words on it, and asked the old chief to take it to John's second wife, which the chief did. The old chief saw Mrs. Patton look at the wood chip and then fetch exactly the items John needed. The chief was flabbergasted. After that, the more good works he saw John do, the more interested he was in what John had to teach. Fifty years later, famous pastor Charles H. Spurgeon called John the king of the savages. Constant fear can tear a man down, or it can lead him to trust in God. John Patton gathered the medical supplies needed to treat Ian, the great inland chief. Today's mission could be a mission of mercy, or it could be another trap. The native factions were constantly at war, and they often blamed John and his God for their problems. They had often threatened to kill him and then cook his flesh and take a serving to every village on Tana. The people of Tana, an island near Australia, had no concept of a merciful God. They murdered infants and widows indiscriminately and with no remorse, and the threat to kill him was not a bluff either. Whenever they invited a man to dinner, there was a good chance he might end up on the menu. And on this night, John had been invited to dinner. Chief Ian's home was four miles away, so John strolled down the footpath through the thick vegetation. He could feel a cold sweat running down his spine. At Chief Ian's village, too many people milled around. Something wasn't quite right. He thought to himself, was this a setup? It didn't appear so. Chief Ian appeared to be dying, so John entered the hut and began to pray for him. But then it was too quiet. He looked outside and the whole village had emptied. This couldn't be good, he thought to himself. Suddenly, the chief spoke. Come near to me and sit next to my bedside and talk to me, he said. And that's what John did, apprehensively. He sat by the bed as the chief lay still and silent. He spoke to him very gently, but suddenly a flash of a blade was held up next to John's heart and stopped him at mid-sentence. He didn't dare move or speak. John was so afraid that he blanked out for a moment, knowing what was probably coming next. John cried out for God to spare his life. But strangely, the chief didn't stab him. He wheeled the knife around and plunged it deep into a sugarcane leaf instead. Go, he yelled, go quickly. 
John stumbled out of the hut, he knew God had spared his life. Once he reached the edge of the dense part of the jungle, he started running for his life. He didn't stop for the entire four miles back to his house. That night, as had become his habit, John didn't undress before he climbed into bed. He never knew what would face him in the night or early in the morning hours. If his faithful dog gave a sharp bark, John would be ready. The oppressive heat felt heavier than usual, and John replayed the scary events of the day, only one incident of many. A while back, a wild chief had pointed a loaded musket at him while John worked. John had spoken kindly to the man and continued his chores, trying to ignore him. The chief, with his musket mostly aimed at John, followed him around for four long hours. John clung to the belief that no one would be able to take his life until his work on the island was finished. He knew his heavenly father would protect him, but sometimes John wondered how love and peace could ever find its way into the deeply ingrained, violent culture of this island. John tossed and turned in his bed. There was power in the risen Christ, the power to change even the most violent and radical men on earth, he thought to himself. The natives on a neighboring island had come to faith in Christ. John knew God could do the same thing here, and he took comfort in Jesus' promise that he would never be alone. Lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age, Matthew 28, verse 20, a promise Jesus had made right after telling his disciples to take the gospel to the ends of the earth. What a precious promise, John thought. Calm washed over his spirit. At that moment, he knew that God was near. God was good, and God would always be with him. As John reflected on this truth, he gradually drifted off to sleep. What gives you strength to face your fears? Constant fear can tear a man down, or it can lead him to trust in God. Thank you for listening to today's story. Every day of the year, our hope is to inspire you with real-life stories of faithful men who have gone before us. Hebrews 12.1 says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin that so easily ensnares us. Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Join us tomorrow for another story at 365christianmen.com.